I'm Holly, the funnier one in theme park films. Both me and Carla have secured a deal with the fantastic studio to offer you a discount on their headphones and earphones. Perfect for a long journey to Orlando whilst you're listening to our podcast. Head to studio.com and use promo code themeparkfilms to get yourself a whole 15% off. Now, on with the show. Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla and as everyone joined by Holly. Hello. And this week we are discussing a golden oldie. It's Cinderella, which was released on the 4th of March 1950 in the USA and the 26th of July 1950 in the UK. And though, Holly, I was not born then. <laughs> <laughs> So you chose this one. I did. Any any particular reason? No, just that we had to do it. <laughs> so obviously um, it doesn't really have a ride as such in Disney World, but you can't ignore that it is heavily featured because it's probably the most iconic thing about Disney World. It's Cinderella's Castle. Walt Disney World in Florida was opened on the 1st of October 1971. And, of course, the castle is obviously still there. But what I found out when I went to Disneyland in California is they've got Sleeping Beauty's castle. So I didn't realise they were two different castles. Do they look different? Well, they do look slightly different, I guess. I mean, you know, when I when I found out, I did make an effort to look online at photos, and they do look different. But I've been there, I've been lucky enough to be there at Christmas time, not literally over Christmas, but December, and seen it all lit up with Christmas lights, and it is absolutely stunning. And as you know, I'm not impressed by it a lot in life, really not. But I was actually lost for words when I saw it. And you've done a tour around this castle, haven't you? Well, you kind of think I've done a tour around the castle, but it wasn't really. I did. Now, normally we we don't talk a lot about the actual ride because we figure people want to skip through it. But I don't think anyone's going to be listening to Cinderella unless they are a Disney fan. So I think it's safe for me to waffle for a bit. Um, But I did the Keys to the Kingdom tour in the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, which is basically a behind scenes tour of of Walt Disney World so that spoilers in case anyone cares and Carla how much does that cost I think it well I was a bit annoyed because it was I think it worked out about 80 quid in in UK money which isn't bad 80 pound but you also have to pay for your park entrance Mm. so quite a bit more on top really yeah because it's a five-hour tour it's a long tour 
Wow. So you've wasted a whole day, really. I mean, not a whole day, but a good chunk of the day. You pretty much have because it starts really early. Like we had to be at the Magic Kingdom at eight o'clock. Oh, my God. And I won't drive in America because I just, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I had to pay for a cab because the buses weren't running that early. And then, you know, we got there. And what you don't realise is the monorails also aren't running. So we were like, what, what do we do? And then they got a, a an actual bus, like a Disney bus to take just me. And I went with my mum because she was the only person that would ever agreed to do a five-hour tour with me and yeah they just took an entire bus just with us two in it straight to the magic kingdom gate which wow. was really bizarre and how many people go on the tour so there was about 30 i would say okay. on the tour it was all right and i can't say i didn't enjoy it but didn't need to be five hours and i found it a little bit sugary i know that's a stupid thing to say for disney but if it's advertised behind the scenes i want to know a bit more grip. yeah i want to know how they decide who dresses up as a character for instance and all the answers you get is but they're real no 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 i've paid 80 quid for this there's no kids allowed on it right it's adult only so you know they wouldn't be upsetting anyone well, they probably were. <laughs> Judging by some of the people on the tour, quite possibly. But other things, I, I wanted to know how they got Tinkerbell to fly from, uh, like, the castle. And someone asked that, and they said, it's magic. No, again, oh. £80, pounds, I want to know the ins and outs of, of how that happens. And they take you down, I don't know if, I think you must know, but underneath the Magic Kingdom, they're all tunnels. So the whole thing is underground. So everything you're walking across on the top is is exactly downstairs as well. Oh. That's how they get from place to place. The staff, that's why you never see, for instance, Mary Poppins in Tomorrowland because she would go under the tunnel so that it doesn't ever Detail. break the illusion yeah, of what land you're in, which is, you know, amazing. And it's amazing when you go underneath it, it's incredible but when they say you go in the tunnels, you obviously only go in an approved section of the tunnel. I was expecting to see characters without their heads on and, you mm. know, Snow White sharing a fag with Dopey. That's the kind of detail I wanted to see. But all I saw was, you know, really happy, smiley workers. And I'm not even sure they really worked there. I think they were just put on for the tour to prove how happy they all were. No one on their break walks around smiling, surely. It's not It's not normal. Well, you wouldn't think so. They also take you, well, they say they take you behind the scenes of two rides. And we got, I think they're random rides. We got uh, Haunted Mansion and Jungle Cruise. So, okay, Haunted Mansion was quite good. But it's not really behind the scenes. You just get on and you hear, like, a different commentary as you're going around. Oh. So they tell you how the animatronics work and, and, and things like that. That was quite interesting. And obviously you don't have to queue up for the ride. You just get on. Oh, whereas did you think you were sort of behind the scenes you were going to get 
you know like how how you know follow people through the ride in a way you know I was kind of hoping for like Pirates of the Caribbean where I could like you know like pretend to be the wench or something I don't know I was hoping for bigger but it was good I mean if you're a real hardcore Disney fan you would love it yeah and I would consider myself a Disney fan but I'm not you know obsessed and I wanted to know details and I don't expect to be told it's magic. It wasn't, it wasn't quite enough. Um, and also we were on it. We were the only British people on it. So it was a very exuberant tour. After that, I probably need to go back to the hotel, pat and shut and just have a few minutes. A few minutes silence <laughs> to think about what I'd just done. <laughs> yeah. I don't regret doing it. I just don't think it needs to be five hours. And I really don't think you should be charged for your park entrance too. But you can go in the castle, can't you? I mean, you can't. We couldn't. But people can. There's something where they let people in the castle. But I think, yeah, I don't know what the rule is with it. But there, there is a room in there, which was originally made for um, Walt Disney's family to stay in when they wanted a holiday there. And now it's let out to people, but I guess it would be billionaires or like ill people or something. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be quite creepy to stay there. Maybe, yeah, when the park's closed. Yeah. Bit eerie, maybe. I would say so. Just like hear the moat splashing every now and then. And just, it's a small world coming on by itself in the distance. All the dolls walking down the street. Yeah. And then you'd ask about it the next day and then they'd say it's magic. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't call the police or an exorcist. They'd be like, it's magic. I did actually meet Cinderella by accident last time I was there. Now, I know we don't normally talk about this on the on the show, but, you know, me and you don't really understand adults that meet face characters. I can kind of get it when they're in their costumes. It's a bit of fun to stand with them and stuff. But I've, I've, I think it's excruciating to actually be faced with someone that's pretending to be someone. So all power if you want to do that, but I don't normally do it. However, I was with my mum. And she was in a wheelchair because she hadn't been very well. She can walk, but she hadn't been very well, so she was in a wheelchair. And I was like, oh, look, I don't know what this is. It was where um, Snow White's ride used to be. And obviously they've closed that down and made a different ride for it with the mine train or whatever it's called. I was like, oh, I think this is like some Cinderella ride they've turned it into. So we went in. And then before you know it, we're in the queue to meet Cinderella. But it was because she was in a wheelchair, I couldn't just turn around and wheel her back out. You couldn't easily get out. You had been seen. Yeah, we'd been seen. And I was just like, oh, my God, we're going to have to, like, meet a face character. This is going to be excruciating. I was like, Mum, you've got to pretend it's you. You've got to pretend that you want to meet her. And she was like, I'm not doing it. Let's say it's for you. I'm like, No. <laughs> absolutely not so we got to the front and it really is as painful as you would imagine it is we talked to her about 
uh, glass slippers and she said she was waiting for her prince to come home and I just did not know where to look. It was just terrible. How long are you there for? I mean, it felt like hours. In reality, it was probably about two minutes. So she has a chit-chat. And then you you pose for a picture, which I didn't buy, but I have got a shot of it that I managed to get off the website. So I will put it on Instagram. But it was just awful, absolutely awful. And all power to the people that can actually get in the swing of it and pretend that you are talking to the character because I just couldn't deal with it. I wonder if many British people do it. That's what I'd like to know. What's the ratio? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just can't imagine many British adults being able to um, let themselves go enough to get into that. And what happens if you queue up with someone and like you don't really know anything about them? You know, like one of the characters. Why would you be queuing up unless you're like me and an idiot that's got in the wrong queue? Well, yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) So something I was reading online about when I was trying to find what we could talk about at the beginning of this was apparently and I don't know if this is true and again I don't drive so I'm never going to be able to find this out not that I would ever try it anyway but when you're parking your car at the Magic Kingdom apparently if you sing to the parking attendant you get free parking for the day I don't know that and I would never find out (laughs) I mean literally if you are having to rely on that, you shouldn't be spending your money going to Disney World, I would say. I agree. And I would rather pay $500 to park than sing at someone. For them to turn, for them to, them to turn around and go, okay. Yeah, I think it has to be a Disney song. Or me, if I went and sing in Flow Ride Low, and then they're like, no, you've got the wrong, the wrong thing here. Do you know a Disney one? Inappropriate, Harley. There's no boots with the fur around here. So yeah, I, I heard that. But I've but there was also a rumour, and this was true, but they had to stop it, that when you saw Woody and Buzz and Jesse, if you shouted Andy's coming, they had to fall on the floor. Oh, I bet they were never off the floor. So that got out, so they had to stop that from happening. But that was such a that would have been such a cool little thing. But someone posted it online. Everyone found out. But to be fair, Carl, you would have announced it on this, wouldn't you? Probably. But no one listens to this, Holly, so I think we're okay. I mean, yeah, I'm going to say that. But really, I mean, as far as I know from my tour of the Keys of the Kingdom, it's all magic anyway, so they should be able to fall over as much as they like, shouldn't they? It's magic. True. Their knees wouldn't be injured. because yeah, they're real, aren't they? They'd be silly. Yeah. They're real. Now, we normally do shout outs at the end, but I want to do just a really quick shout out at the beginning and say thank you to Emily, who runs a Disney page on Instagram under the name at wanna.be.mousketeer, who invited us to be part of her Disney loop that she did. Now, being old and decrepit, I didn't really know what we were getting ourselves in for, but basically... A load of people joined together. She she organised it and we got lots of new followers thanks to her. So thank you very much, Emily. And please, everyone that's listening, go and follow her at wanna.be.mousketeer. On to the film. Yeah. 
Now, I obviously, I, I mean, I don't remember the the first time I saw this. I was probably a kid. I don't even think I've seen it like over and over as a kid because I barely remembered anything about it when I rewatched it. So there were definitely bits I really remember. But the thing for me, which I thought is, I, I mean, to be obviously it's Cinderella and stuff. But I mean, to be honest, it should be called sort of like the mice and Cinderella. The mice feature more heavily in this than Cinderella does. Definitely. She's a secondary character. She is. So it starts off very traditional. I like it. It's a once upon a time, like, start. I like that. Nice and traditional. And you see a widowed man with Cinderella. He married to give her a new mum, and she got some stepsisters. In true Disney style, obviously, they bump off a parent. So this one got two bumped off. So her dad then dies and all their fortunes were squandered and Cinderella became a servant for them. I mean, I always think, why are always the men in these Disney films so stupid? Like that they can't see through people, can they? (laughs) But they do always save the day at the end. So, you know, they do something catastrophic in the beginning and then another man will save the day at the end. That's kind of how the traditional ones work, isn't it? Yeah. So birds fly in to wake her up, which obviously to me would be absolutely terrifying because I'm, I'm afraid of birds. I mean, that, that would be a nightmare scenario that a bird would fly in my window and wake me up. Horrific. But she took it well, didn't she? She did. She said she can't say what her dream was as it's like a wish. And if you say it, it won't come true. Never had that before, have you? No, I think she's talking rubbish, to be honest. That's not a saying, love. So we have a little sing-song with loads of little creatures. All this made me think of, actually, was Enchanted. I quite like Enchanted. We'll have to do that, won't we? Yeah, I I don't think it's in a Disney park, but I I, I will find a connection so we can do it. A very loose, a loose one, like always. So, yeah, it just made me think of, obviously, the parody of it. So we've got Gus, who's a little mouse or a big fat mouse, stuck in a mouse trap, and the others explain that Cinderella is kind. They're warned about Lucifer, the cat, who's the baddie. So he's a typical cat or typical stereotypical cat. I like cats, so I get very offended by the way they're portrayed in films. And Bruno the dog, who soppy. Yeah. We see a skit with mice teasing Lucifer and getting past him to get some food. Quite a long one, actually. Mm. Very long. Yeah, I agree. Considering this was only an hour long, this film. Yeah, these skits with these mice seem to go on for a good 40 minutes. Really did. Gus is greedy and he takes too much, which means he's nearly eaten by um, Lucifer. I mean, it was just like a Tom and Jerry sketch, wasn't it, really, the whole thing? She takes breakfast to her stepmom and her sisters and gets given chores. I, I did feel she took her time a lot. Like she, she wasn't, you know, like you've been, you know, she know the ropes here now, Cinderella, and she is sort of being a bit like with the tea. It just all felt very, oh, I'm just going to go and do this and I'm going to do this. You know, just quicken it up a bit. 
yeah, you know it's going to make them angry. Make make your life a bit easier for yourself. You know, get your chores done as quickly as possible. Pacify them. It's like at work, isn't it? You know what makes your boss tick, so you make sure you do the things that make them tick before you faff. Yeah. I found it weird that she calls her stepmother stepmother. I thought that was weird. Is that a thing? That's not a thing, is it? I mean, no. you would, you know, I understand you don't want to call her mum, but, you know, wouldn't you call her by her first name or even Mrs, whatever her name is? Or well, she's American. Well, she's not really American. She's French, I guess, in this. But, you know, you could even go for, like, you know, ma'am. Yeah, you could. Madame, if you're being French. Yeah. Cinderella then goes on to rescue Gus, as they say she will. And they think that she's played a prank on the stepsisters and give her loads of extra chores. Yeah. So it cuts to the king and the duke discussing setting the prince up with a bride. He tells the duke to ensure every eligible maid is brought along to a party so he can meet them all. Cinderella takes the invite from the palace to the stepmom and sisters and they mock her when she says that she wants to go. And I, I, I've got to be honest, I, do, I did find Cinderella really rather annoying throughout this. And I don't think she helped herself. Like, I think she just was quite kind of, you know, oh, well, I can go then. Oh, just be a bit discreet and maybe you could have snuck out. Or maybe yeah. if you weren't so over the top, someone might have actually taken pity on you and let you go. Yeah, I'll just say, oh, if I, you know, if I help you all get ready, do you think, you know, it would be okay if I got everything done yeah. that day? And, you know, like really egg it up, you know, if I did all my chores and blah, blah, blah. Do you think, yeah. that, you know, I could sneak out just for half an hour? Come on. You know these horrible people. Yeah, exactly. They're obviously not going to be excited for you. <laughs> yes. Read the room. I can just imagine the poor Disney people that have accidentally stumbled on this podcast <laughs> and don't realise how we actually talk about films. I hope we haven't made anyone cry. Okay, so the stepmom says that she can go if she finds something to wear. And Cinderella gets her mum's old dress and all the little creatures help turn it into a gown. And this was nice. Yeah, very sweet. Especially when they, um, like the song they sing. Yeah, pleasant. Yeah. But not before we get another skit with yeah. the cat. When they grab materials from the stepsister. I don't understand how Gus, you know, he's a relatively new mouse you know, literally a day old, why he's been dragged in to help. Surely there's someone who's far more sort of aware of what Lucifer's like. Yeah, and he's not nippiest, is he, Gus? Would you use him? Use your best ones, people. Yeah. I would have used, you know, use the birds more because they can fly away. <laughs> yeah. She's mates with birds. Don't use the mice that have to rely on running. Come on. So the stepmom and sisters laugh when they've given her so many chores because they think that that means she can't go. However, the little creatures present her with the dress and she's thrilled to bits. 
but again you know this when she comes running downstairs and she's like I can go look at my dress why is any of them gonna go oh you look beautiful Cinderella they're not are they no because they're horrible and she should know that they're not gonna react like that and the sisters recognise bits of her dress are made from pieces of theirs that the mice took. So they rip it up and Cinderella runs outside crying and say there's nothing left to believe in. Then Fairy Godmother rocks up. Where's she been all these years? <laughs> that's what I was going to, that's what I wrote. You know, we've really, got, we've really got to wait for Cinderella to hit complete rock bottom before I turn up. Yeah, we've literally got to wait for her to have a nervous breakdown before I before I reveal that I've been her fairy godmother all along. Outrageous, lazy woman. She magics a pumpkin, sings, and turns it into a glass carriage. Now I wrote. Why didn't she just wish for a glass carriage in the first place? Cut out the middleman. Why is she wishing for a pumpkin to turn into something? Why didn't she just wish for the carriage in the first place? Or turn something else which is there into the glass carriage. She could turn a, a horse into a human. I'm sure you could turn a sort of a twig into a carriage. Stupid. Agreed. Just stop with this silliness. Or make an actual pumpkin just be there on the floor and turn that into a carriage. You know, why are you wishing for something to turn into something? Makes no sense. So as you said, she um, turns the horse into a coachman. Yeah. She turns the mice into horses. Again, that's it. Why don't you just turn the mice into the coachman and leave the horses yeah. the horse? It's just so much going on. She's just on the garden faffing around. And Bruno is turned into the footman. The dress is transformed. And she's wearing glass slippers. I thought that her necklace didn't match her outfit. I just thought it was like all very sort of soft, you know, like silvery colours. And then that black choker just felt a bit, just a bit much. It's explained that at the strike of midnight, everything will change and go back to how it was. Then we cut to the ball. You've got the prince who seemed awful by the way what an awful man he is he's so rude he is really rude because when he when the girls come up and then he's just yawning in their face well they've put a lot of effort in to be here for you you pig (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so basically he's very uninterested as everyone approaches him um and then he spots cinderella and he makes the first move and walks over to her and they have a little waltz together. Yeah, and I know, obviously, we know that the stepsisters are nasty, but completely to regard those stepsisters. Yeah, but he doesn't know that they're not nice people. No. He's, he's outrageously rude, nasty piece of work. The stepmother sort of thinks she recognises her and it's like, why does she, you know, only think she recognises her? She's not in disguise, is she? That's that's what I was like. I thought it's not like she's wearing a mask, you know, and she sort of recognises how she's walking. Like, it's Cinderella. It'd be like, when I go to your wedding, I'm going to recognise you. Even though I've never seen you in a bride's dress before, I'm fairly certain I would know it was you. 
<laughs> yeah, like, she looks familiar. Who is that? <laughs> Ridiculous. So she realises it's midnight and runs off, but she leaves one of her shoes behind. I don't understand how the slipper stays. I don't understand how she managed to run in glass. <laughs> Cut her feet to ribbons. And also, if the shoe fitted her perfectly, it would never fall off. Never. So that's weird. And then I don't really understand how she, like, everything's meant to go back, but the, the shoes stay. Not sure of the legalities. I'm sure Disney would tell us it's magic. So. Well, yeah. That would be why. Um, she gets stranded in a forest when it all goes back to normal. And as you said, she realises that one glass slipper is still intact. Um, the Duke is ordered to find the girl that ran away using the remaining glass slipper. So the stepmother tells the sisters to get up as the prince is looking. And says, whoever the slipper fits will be his bride. Yeah. I mean, she's she's literally jumping out of the frying pan into the fire with this guy. I don't think he's going to be much better than what she's got at the moment, to be honest. She doesn't have to clean up after herself because she has her little mice friends doing it for her. So they make her bed and everything. And what is she going to be doing? She's just going to be... The shoe's just going to be on the other foot, isn't it? She's just going to be going to a palace where people will be waiting on her hand and foot, and I bet she'd love it. Well, that's what happens when you get a bit of wealth, doesn't it? It takes a strong person to stand by their convictions. Because if she's the prince, there's no way that she, she'd she be able to say, no, no, I will clean myself and I'll do this. Like She just wouldn't be able to do it. She might be able to feel good about herself to be like, well, I'm nice to them. But I bet after a few years, she'd be horrible. The stepmother realises that it's Cinderella that the prince wants and she locks her in her room. Yeah, but uh, Carla, again, only because of how Cinderella acts. <laughs> if Cinderella just went, oh, OK, and just went and got them things and then was like to, the, her sister, to the stepsisters, like, come on, girls, let's go and get ready. She could have been stood in that room with them while they were getting their, the trans shoes on. And then the man would have said to her, now you need to try. But instead, she goes, I need to go and get ready in some weird days, wanders up to her room and starts singing to herself in her own dream while brushing her hair. That's when the stepmom comes and <laughs> locks her in. So really, again, yeah. she's just doing it to herself. As the Duke arrives, the mice get the key to the room from removing it from the stepmother's pocket. Um, just as they get there, though, Lucifer stops them and the mice all gang up with the birds and fight him and then they get Bruno to come and save the day. The cat runs from the dog, which incidentally would never happen in real life. I've had cats and dogs and the cats are always in charge of the dog. That's a fallacy that the dogs are in charge of cats. But uh, Cinderella gets out just in time and the stepmother smashes the slipper. But it's all all right because Cinderella's got the other one, isn't she? It's proved that she's the girl that ran away. Yep. We see the wedding. Slipper slips off again. And they live happily ever after. 
I mean, I wanted more. I want like Cinderella 2. <laughs> I'm sure they've made a straight to video Cinderella 2, but it's probably not turned out how you wanted it to. You probably wanted Cinderella 2, the divorce years. <laughs> I just wanted to know what, you know, what, what she's doing now, like what the the stepsisters and the mum were doing, you know, like I wanted a bit of a, I don't know, I just wanted something more than just that ending. Well, Cinderella now, I mean, what would she be? Like, probably dead, yeah. to be fair. She'd probably be like that 85, wouldn't she, by now? Yeah, I think so. I think they've left it too long for us to see what happens. <laughs> So we've had we've had a couple of shout not a lot, not a huge amount of shout outs, but we did put this out before we got all of our lovely new Disney followers. So we might have got more if I'd have bothered to re-put it out. We've got Pathogen Zero says one of my all-time favourites. So This Is Love is easily one of the best love songs that Walt Disney Company has ever created. Add in that scene of Cinderella getting her dress made is said to be Walt's favourite part of animation. Oh. He didn't see Toy Story, though, did he? <laughs> At Zoe Newman, 78, who's my friend. Hello, Zoe. And congratulations, she just had a baby. Oh, but still manages to be able to write. That's dedication. Or was it before? It was before. Now she's lost the she's lost the ability to type now, sadly. <laughs> she says, I used to have a Cinderella duvet set. Was that it? <laughs> it's not the best shout out we've given. <laughs> I had a I had a Madonna duvet set. What? Yeah. I think that is even that's weirder. Well, it's not weird she had a Cinderella one. I mean, it's weird that's the only thing she had to say, but it's not weird to have a Cinderella duvet when you're a child. It's not weird to have Madonna. She was, like, massive in the 80s. I think it's weird. I don't know what I had, actually. Really? I had an E.T. one as well when I was a little bit younger, obviously. What a surprise. Care Bears, My Little Pony, that kind of thing, but... You must have had, you probably had like, um, oh God, what was that thing that was really in in the 90s? Like that girl that used to walk along. Groovy chick. Groovy chick, that's it. I bet you had a groovy chick one. Do you know, maybe I did. I definitely had a groovy chick bag. And um, when we were in Florida, actually, me and Emma had one, and the car got broken into, and they took them. Oh, my God. It was really weird. I went on to one side. Have I not told you story? I was being at this restaurant, and I, it was like our car. It was busy. The car park had been really busy, but obviously it was like a bit later, so it was a little bit further back from the restaurant. But it was still, you know, it had been like on International Drive or somewhere. It wasn't, you know, like really the back streets or anything. Um, and I looked through my... I was like behind my, oh yeah, when I've been behind my dad, I don't know. I, was, I went to one side and I was like, oh, this is really funny. It looks like Emma's window has frost on it. Because I just could look through, I could just see through to Emma's side of the window. And I was like, it looks like there's frost. And then my dad went, that's not frost, it's broken glass. And I was like, oh. 
I'll be a terror. <laughs> I like the reenactment. And then, yeah, they took the two bags and either they'd mm. taken, the, the camera was either on the, like in the cup holder or in one of our bags. So that went. Yeah. But mm. I mean, not really a lot. Well, that's um, a horrible story. Yeah. And on that note, see you next week. <laughs> um, we've had Lyle, of course. Standard. Who says, and this might be my favourite shout out of all time. Oh. He says, the stepmother is what I imagine Holly would be like as a mother. <laughs> well, we'll never find out, so it's fine. <laughs> I think he's probably got a point. <laughs> we seem to have lots of uh, friends, friends and family uh, pretty much make up most of these shout outs. We've got uh, Vicky Bruce Lee, who's my friend, who says Gus, and she's put lots of hearts, is my favourite character. He loves food as much as me. I found him a bit greedy. <laughs> well, he was a little bit. And then we got my cousin, Becky Sten, says, I never tire of the beautiful bubble scene. I don't remember the bubble scene, Holly. <laughs> the bubble scene is where he's cleaning the floor downstairs with, a, with this, was I thought was because she's cleaning it with a cloth and it's quite a big floor. And I thought maybe just do it with a mop. Yeah, maybe, maybe mops weren't invented. In the 1950s? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think mops have been around for quite a long time, Carla. Um, <laughs> well, you studied history, I didn't. I mean, not about mops. Did you do the history of mops one week? Um, yeah, and then, like, I think she put some water down and the bubbles come up and then you see her cleaning in the bubbles. Oh, Okay. Okay, so let's go back to the shout-out and pretend that didn't happen. So my cousin, at Becky Sten, says, I never tire of the beautiful bubble scene. Shame that when I sing along, I sound like the ugly stepsisters. Plus, I love the fact they called the cat Lucifer. So thank you for our family and friends for supporting most of those shout-outs. Yeah. I can't believe that we got, like, I, I mean, it seemed like about 50 for Raiders of the Lost Ark. And yet this got so few. It seems unfair. But is it just because everybody just accepts it for what it is? So, you know, either you might have someone who's like, I love this film, but everyone else is just so it's just kind of one of those. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. OK, so have you got anything to add at this point? No, I don't think so. Right. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films, on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast. We're also on Facebook, or you can email us, themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. We are also the proud creators of BritPod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. Please go and check that out at BritPodScene.com and follow us on Twitter at BritPodScene, where everything we retweet is from our endorsed shows. And we also have just launched a new podcast to coincide with that. And my section is interviewing American podcasts. So, yeah, please go and listen to that. 
if you have time, but only after listening to all of our episodes back to back. I think it will take you about a day and a half, probably. So not long. And thank you very, very much for listening. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more.